Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. In a special episode brought to you by RDA, we're going to talk about how brands should evaluate and assess digital partners to help them accomplish their strategic, marketing, and technology goals. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Scott Lewer, CEO of Digital Clarity Group. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So let's let's get started by talking a little bit about your company, Digital Clarity Group, or DCG. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it and you know what's the vision of the company? Sure. Um, so altruistically, um, the vision that I've always had when I founded the company about 10 years ago, and the vision has always been to increase success rates of MarTech projects, right? So that whole notion that 50% of IT projects and specifically MarTech projects fail, that's always really bothered me, right? So I set out to improve that. Um, So we started uh, as an industry analyst firm, much like a Forrester or a Gartner, helping brands make better buying decisions about marketing technologies. But prior to becoming an analyst, I was... I led services teams for a number of of agencies for over a decade. So I've always felt really strongly, Greg, that success or failure of any MarTech project relies more heavily on the team that you hire and the people devising the strategy and working in and on the technology than on the technology itself, right? So our approach to helping brands has always been about, you know, helping make their technology buying decisions. It's always been about helping them decide both on the technology itself, but also on finding the right agency consultancy integrator to do that work. Right. So um, that's, that, that's our focus. Great. Great. And so since a a big part of your work is talking with MarTech agencies, what have you seen change for MarTech agencies post pandemic? I mean, certainly a lot of changes in general, but you know, what, what have you seen in that space? Um, from a post-pandemic perspective, man, like you said, like you said, that's a you know, there's it's a big question. There's probably <laughs> a lot of parts to that answer, um, sure. but I'll hone in on like three or four. So, I think from a technology standpoint, it probably goes without saying that the the needs have increased significantly, right, amongst brands, right. So, so many brands have had to double down on digital, you know, from and not just you know, digital commerce, but everything. So there's been a really, from an agency standpoint, there's just been a big high demand as these brands are trying to evolve digitally and we're we're forced to do so in many cases very quickly, right? Um, I think from an operational standpoint, you and I and everybody has dealt with this shift to working from home, right? And I think for many agencies, that's kind of tough on the creative process, right? So it's tough to create close bonds with customers and easy to mess up your communications, you know, internally and with customers. And so I, I think some agencies were used to doing like maybe they had an offshoring or a nearshoring model already. So they might have had some processes in place, but others that were much more in person and 
you know, there, where their collaboration was on-site with customers or on-site with each other, I think they had they saw some more growing pains from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I think a, I think another one, Greg, is like something that's not unique at all to the agency sphere, but is the notion of the great resignation, right? So that's no joke. And I think especially as we're coming out of the pandemic, um, it's hit, you know, some more than others. But I think this, I think the connective tissue is just missing nowadays, right? Where people's jobs consist of going from one Zoom meeting to another. Um, there's a lot less bonding going on and elbow rubbing. So folks are quicker to leave their roles for new pastures. And I think that, um, you know, especially in the agency space, it's typically a younger crowd as well. And so I think you're seeing, you know, a lot of agencies hit with, with, with staff shifting around and moving, um, leaving that sort of stuff. And then I think maybe finally, I'll just throw one more in there, which is, um, customer experience and things that you write about, right. And talk about a lot, which is, I, I think, these agencies are starting to really practice what they preach and investing more in understanding, you know, how they're performing for customers and their customers' journeys, the brand journey with them, um, and trying to, you know, improve that. So, I think you know some good good aspects and and harder aspects, you know, as it relates to the pandemic and what it's forced amongst the agencies. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and yeah, I mean, given the the amount of companies that you talk with, and it really gives you a good purview over those changes. Um, for sure. So switching gears a little bit. Um, so this episode's uh, being recorded the week prior, but um, as of this episode being launched, um, Sitecore Symposium 2022 in Chicago is in full swing. So let's mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit. And you know, with any platform such as Sitecore, um, partners play a big role. Uh, what have you learned about Sitecore's partner ecosystem over the, over the past year? Yeah. So. I I actually know a fair bit about Sitecore's ecosystem because we at DCG has been really fortunate to work with Sitecore for quite a few years uh, since our inception, actually. And we have a good relationship with their partner organization. So um, I'll actually be helping to run the partner advisory council and advising them. You know, we help we help them to capture partner satisfaction and stuff. So okay. I, I think it's probably not going too far to say that Sitecore is overhauling their their program, their partner program in some ways, I think they're kind of going both forwards and backwards simultaneously. Um, I think they're going back in the sense that, um, so Sitecore, I think, got so popular because one of the reasons was they had, they never offered any of their own services, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Unlike many of the technology vendors, they, they, fully relied on on their partners do all of their work and partners loved that right but i think as the platform got more complex like most technology vendors they got a little bit away from that right because they were getting a little bit concerned that it was a bit of a wild west out there in terms yeah. of their customers experience the brand experience because there were so many agency partners and some of them just didn't know the product super well um, and so they started offering some of their own services but i think now they've moved completely away from that again. And so they're moving forward in the sense, I said backwards and forwards and forward in the sense that they're now really doubling down on those partner relationships with, with those agencies, creating like deeper relationships with, with the partners that really want to be in business with them, and then shedding some of those more fringe relationships, kind of getting real little bit of the, of the long tail. Um, so I think what I find now is that the partners that are that are you know psycho partners are really much more fluent in the stack and more bought in and kind of really much more aligned with the with the vision yeah great and so for those psycho partners the let's say the savvier partners 
what are some of the smart moves that you've seen some of those agencies uh, make over the last year? Besides those that have, are working with DCG, you mean? <laughs> no, oh. just <laughs> right, right, good one. <laughs> no, no, but in seriousness, though, like, let me give you two, and I, I will, if you don't mind, um, relate one of them maybe to a DCG offering a little bit, and one that's not. Sure. Um, so for the one that's not, I'd say um, they look at Sitecore's digital experience platform as a horizontal play, right? So it's a stack or part of a stack that offers a lot of parts and pieces to improve customer interaction and customer experience via the various digital channels. But they look to themselves, to their own you know, expertise to make the stack into a vertical solution set, right? So they, they bring their expertise in within a particular industry um, to create that kind of more you know, more nuanced, more tailored offering um, for the use cases um, of their customers and brands within that segment, such as retail or pharma. So they'll kind of verticalize the offering. I think that's what a lot of the smart agencies are are doing these days, creating these solution sets. But so for the one that's a little bit self-promotional, and, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts at some point about it. Um, Maybe not here, but I think that, you know, when you look at any digital endeavor, Right. There's a social contract that may or may not be explicitly stated between the brand themselves, um, their technology product vendor and the services partner, the agency. Right. So all three have to kind of work together in order to achieve to achieve a positive outcome. Yeah. So we know that the brand you know, is typically seen as kind of at the forefront of that, that they're the ones that hold the power and they hold both the technology vendor and the agency accountable for their roles. But I think it's the brands themselves that play a really large role in the success or failure as well, right? And I think that wise agencies are starting to check up on that. They assess their clients, you know, the brands, in the same way that they themselves are being assessed. So they're determining whether, you know, are the brands... Um, are their brand clients communicating well with them on the engagement? Are they keeping to their own deadlines that, that are being set? Are they working collaboratively you know, with them, with the agency? And maybe there's multiple agencies involved. Um, yeah. Are they making decisions swiftly or even at all, right? Which could really influence a project's direction. Are they, are they, inf- are the, are the, are the client, you know, key stakeholders, are they, influencing others within the organization and ensuring organizational readiness. These things are really, you know, these are huge responsibilities that the brand maintains in that social contract, but they're typically the least experienced. They don't do a ton of these, you know, projects. Um, They're looking to the experts, but they often need to be coached into into fulfilling their own portion of that social contract in a positive way. And so if agencies aren't assessing their client performance and if they can't help them course correct in time, um, then they, they could be destined for failure or it's hit or miss, right? And so we have a program that helps agencies with that. And I think, look, if you, if you, look at, if you talk to any agency after a failed engagement, they'll all point rightly or wrongly back to the client and say that the client was a big part of the reason right. for the failure. And I, don't th- I think there's some truth to that, right? But smart agencies have learned from that and they're working with tools like those we offer to help get ahead of those proactively. And I think it helps them maintain those healthy margins or, you know, even help with the employee satisfaction we were talking about with the, you know, great resignation, you know, making sure that employees are working with clients that are working collaboratively with them. And then obviously trying to prevent failed projects and client churn. So, yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's that's great stuff, and yeah, definitely um, would be would love to talk more about. But I th- I think those are some great ideas. Um, now, from from the brand perspective, you know, for those brands that have either already invested in or maybe considering investing in the Sitecore platform, um, you know, what advice would you give them as they interview digital partners to help with strategy as well as implementation? Yeah. So first of all, as I said before, you know, I look at this as the most critical decision. Yeah. So. Y- you know, you could mitigate the potential of a bad choice of an agency by chunking up the first part of the work in order to get some early deliverables so that you can assess the quality, assess the team, that sort of thing. But, you know, all those are things that you can do post-selection to kind of maintain that quick off-ramp if you need. But as for interviewing partners, which is to your question, to select the right one, you know, I alluded to it earlier and said that I think that sophomore, you know, software, sorry, is 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 much easier to choose, right? So as an industry analyst, uh, we just look at the market, you know, look at who are the players in the market, the various technology options. We decide on what our definition of good is feature function wise. So we kind of assess all of the players up against that model and then create a two by two and voila, you have like a magic quadrant or whatever. That's easy. But Software is easy because you can install it, you know, test it, demo it, et cetera. But choosing an agency is much more difficult because you're identifying a set of people, right, who all have a particular skill set and they have an understanding or not of your business needs. They have a culture and a way of working that has to mess with with yours. Um, The agency is of a certain size and speed that needs to align with your organization, right? So, these agencies aren't selling software, they're selling promises. They're saying, we can build this for you, right? So so you, you can ask a lot of questions about how they work and ask for examples of their work. But ultimately, you know, the best way to assess them is to talk to other brands to whom they've pledged these same promises, right? And yeah. see how well the agency has fulfilled on those, I think. So essentially, you need to hear you know, the voice of their customers, right? And so that's reference checking and things, but I think it's even more than that. It's a, you know, dig deeper, you know, uh, into something like that. So I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, having been on both sides, I mean, having owned an agency and having worked on the client side as well, I can, yeah, it's definitely, it's a tough thing and it's it's tough to understand until you're kind of in it. But yeah, no, I think think that's, that's good to, ask those questions and, and not just a simple reference check, but right. your point, like what's it actually like to work? Cause you know, the test of a relationship is when things are tough, right? Not, not even necessarily catastrophic, but um, you know, when, when, when you hit a challenge, so, you know, how agencies can adapt to that. Is, you're, is, you're so right. I think that's, you know, that that's where the rubber hits the road and what, you know, what, like you say, inevitably is, is going to face, you know, you collectively. So it's really important for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's uh, let's go back to talk a little more specifically about DCG. Um, so one of your offerings is the Vocalis assessment uh, that helps brands evaluate digital partners. Can you give a little insight on some of the benefits of this assessment and who is it targeted at? Yeah, so Vocalis actually started as our own way at DCG to scale our understanding of agencies to learn about more and more of them. So I said that, you know, we're helping to We've always, we started by helping brands select technology and then also the agencies to work with to help them implement that technology. But we needed to scale our own understanding and learn about more and more agencies. And so if we're trying to help customers make decisions on which ones to select, and we believe that VOC is, you know, voice of customer really is the way to do that, then 
then we needed an instrument to, you know, to use to be able to, to gather that feedback and to benchmark the agencies in order to understand kind of what they do well and maybe not so well versus others. So we had a, I had a board member um, named Steve Goodall. And Steve Goodall, that name could ring a bell. He was the longtime CEO of JD Power, which is oh, got it. Kind of, yeah. essentially, yeah, the the pioneer of VOC, right. right? I mean, like that was like the you know JD Power's first in. Uh, into this whole um, craze, I think. And he actually took an operational role in the company for about 18 months to help us develop Vocalis, where, you know, we said, essentially, you know, Vocalis is based, it's it's a survey instrument that's now been used to gather more than 9,000 surveys from brands about their experiences with, you know, I'd say more than 350 to 400 different MarTech agencies, right? And so um, we ask a lot more than just kind of net promoter score, right? Which is the whole, would you recommend, you know, this right. to your you know, colleague, right? We ask respondents to give us 40 different points of feedback across eight different categories from project management to technology decisions and on time, on budget management, client service, business value, all that kind of stuff. So, and then we use all that data to help, you know, number of uses. We can help brands find agencies, right? So we can use that data to help them, you know, make the right right choices. But then we've also really found that the best way to achieve our goal, which at the top of this, we said, you know, is to impress, to kind of improve the success rates of MarTech projects, right? So some of the, one of the ways that we can do that even more broadly is to enable agencies to make use of the data, right? So we can only help one brand at a time if we're focused on running partner selections, agency selections, but we can help lots of brands simultaneously. We can actually get the agencies themselves to improve um, based on some of the data and the feedback about themselves and others. So, so we use Vocalis to you know, capture the feedback from their clients and then help them understand how they stack up against competitors, what they can do better, et cetera. Um, but then I mentioned, I alluded to it earlier, um, that we can help them capture feedback from their own team members to understand the client performance, mm. um, which is kind of, we view that as a little bit, you know, so customer satisfaction, like by definition, Greg, right, is a retrospective look back, right, yeah. at how things have gone. Um, and I think gathering feedback from the team about the client's performance is almost a look forward into how things might proceed if they continue on the same course, right? So you can try to avoid pitfalls before they happen a little bit. So, um, and then we even have a, a Vocalis Award, which has got extremely high criteria. Um, by definition, the agencies have to rank in the top 10% um, among some other tough qualifiers. So, uh, and in fact, next week, which I guess will be the week of this airing, we're going to be announcing a new winner, RDA. Um, so a little bit of a breaking news there, but they're our most recent uh, Vocalis Award winner. And that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, based on based on this, the, the rigor that you put into creating this assessment and, and evaluation, um, what's the recent data saying, you know, how, and, and how are partners adjusting to this? Oh man, there's, I think there are so many learnings. I'll, um, I'll hone in on two. So for one, this one's fun because, you know, no matter what customers say, you've heard this, this moniker, right? On time, on budget. It's like the, yeah. the, the biggest thing that customers say about how they're going to judge engagements, whether they're digital engagements or not. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's a lie. And, and like, I don't mean it to be a lie. I don't I mean to say that they're lying. They might actually believe that that's how right, they're going right. to judge you. But ultimately, that doesn't matter to customers, right? So what our data says is that, I mean, the on time does a little bit. If you're way delayed in your schedule, that does affect their their you know their customer satisfaction, the experience. But there's like zero correlation, Greg, between 
whether a project comes in on budget versus the level of satisfaction of that customer, oh, wow. according to our data. So I think that's actually quite interesting. Yeah. So the second thing that I'd say, I guess the second learning um, is that agencies really, and you said you owned an agency before, right? They, yeah. They really have to find ways to demonstrate value and make sure that the clients understand what value looks like for them, right? So I mentioned RDA earlier, and even though they ranked really high, extremely well, and got very positive feedback, even their clients had trouble assessing the business value that they brought into the relationship sometimes when I, when we asked questions specifically about that. Sure. But that's a trend overall. They still did you know, much better than the average. Clients can tell us how, how their agency was at meeting deadlines or tackling obstacles, but it's much harder for them to answer questions about how they're judging the project and how the project, you know, the engagement might re relate back to some business value metrics, you know, like whatever growing audience or their own customer sat or something like that. So my advice to agencies is do a better job up front identifying some of those key business metrics that you think are going to be important to the outcome and then measuring the engagement against those explicitly throughout to make sure that your customer really understands the progress that's been made because I don't I don't think it's obvious to them all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, having been um having worked in a, in a number of different ways as I said, I you know, I think a lot of times the the agency teams there maybe the account director or you know manager or something is is keyed into mm -hmm. the business value thing but the people do you know actually doing the work and day to day they're not thinking so much about that and i i do think they they should be you know they should be focused on the um some of those obviously they need to do a great job with whatever their their specific role is but it's always you know always be creating value to your to your point that's right and then communicating that value up and down the chain right yeah. for sure yeah. Well, Scott, um, thanks so much for um, for joining. One last question before we wrap up here. Um, what's one piece of advice? You've given a lot of great advice already, but you know, what's what's one piece of advice that you'd have for brands that are looking to hire digital partners, regardless of, of platform, but um, as they navigate the months ahead? Yeah, so I, um, I said earlier. I think just quickly, I said earlier that you know to make sure you're looking into the you know the voice of their customer, right? Whether that's talking to other brand customers, not just references, or yeah. looking into a tool or service, maybe like ours. But you know, also assuming that you've got a few agencies that you have, you know, that you are deciding amongst against who do have good references, and you have, you know, talk to their their brands. I'd really pay close attention to fit, yeah. right? So fit is. How do you define that cultural fit, organizational fit, personality fit, operational fit, right? So if you're if you're an organization, for example, that uh, and we I worked with one uh, over in Sweden, they tend to make decisions by consensus, right? Which yep, yep. essentially means you're slow. <laughs> right, right. It's the egalitarian, um, uh, the Nordic. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. <laughs> Then you know, but it, but if you know that that is the way that your organization makes decisions, then don't go get some lean agency that's right. used to working in the agile process and with dedicated resources who are going to be sitting on their hands at every turn in the engagement, right? Yeah. Um, that's not going to go well. And likewise. You know, if you're an organization that wears, you know, suits to work then, and the pitch team comes in with plaid shirts and jeans and plugs in their ears and multicolored hair, like that, you know, even if you say you want creativity, that probably won't work as well. So I think just, you know, being honest with some of those things are more subject that are more subjective than objective and just really trying to make sure that don't don't talk yourself into something that doesn't seem like it's a natural fit. Square pegs and round holes don't work very well. 
So yeah, oh, that's, that's great advice. Well, Scott, thanks again for joining. Um, for those listening, um, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you and uh, DCG are doing? Um, our website is digitalclaritygroup.com. Um, and then um, I'd say, you know, on, on there, you can find us on, on Twitter. Um, I think we're at underscore, uh, sorry, just underscore clarity. Um, and then, you know, I think we're, we're pretty easily found on, on LinkedIn and other, other channels as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Scott Lewer, CEO of Digital Clarity Group, for joining the show. You can find DCG's website at www.digitalclaritygroup.com and in our show notes. And you can find our sponsor, RDA's website at rdacorp.com. That's R-D-A-C-O-R-P.com. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.